following podcast may contain a dash of popular profanities. Who's this? How many guesses? Okay. Hey, it's Kyle Von Kubik. Welcome to uh, We Talk Games, uh, Pick of the Buck, our monthly show of... Uh, <laughs> aren't you going to say weekly? No. And, but it is a monthly extravaganza yeah. for Pac-Man month. Yes. In month. celebration of his 31st year anniversary. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Waka, waka, waka. Uh, yeah. I bought the Pac-Man watch from Namco back when they had the limited edition of 500. I got 426, uh, 446, I'm sorry. And uh, it cost me $75. A deal at twice that the price. is a lot. Of, you know how much my watches cost? $9. I don't buy watches like that, but I did. And then, of course, as soon as I got it, I ripped the leather strap off of there and put a oh, rubber geez. one on. So, so there you go there. Well, I got a peanut butter sandwich waiting for me. So uh, welcome to Pick of the Buck. A Pick of the Buck is uh, you put uh, your name on a dollar, you go to an arcade, stick it in the arcade change machine. If somebody else gets your dollar with your name on it, you have a dollar with somebody else's name on it. Wow. Yeah, Pick of the Buck. Now, we only have a buck to spend. <clears throat> so we need to go in the arcade and be frugal. Right. With what we're going to get, and we know it's going to be a Pac-Man game. Last month... You get last week. I mean, <laughs> your hint was Lederhosen, which gave it all away. My hint was Feather. No, my hint is coffee. I changed it. I changed yeah, it to we coffee. Talk about that. All and, right. Yeah, we do have to talk about it because the reason that I'm late for today's show There's is I couldn't. Coffee in your crotch. There was no coffee anywhere. Yeah. I don't know where. The hell I saw coffee. Well, Your brain told you it was there, but it wasn't. I don't know what the hell was going on. I think I was on LSD. <laughs> okay, so uh, why don't you go? Uh, uh, your coffee. Why don't you go to hell and tell everybody why you, you picked? You go to hell. You go to hell. <laughs> you go to hell. All right. And die. Go to hell and die. Okay. Yeah. Hey, that's uh, actually fitting because of all the uh, Jesus paraphernalia that's in this game. <laughs> the church. Yeah. So go ahead and tell everybody what you pick of the buck did. Packland. How about that game? Yeah, 1984. Again, another uh, game developed by Namco. Is everybody cringing? Uh, you know what? I think some people are. I know I was when I first played this at the Atias Flea Market in Sayville at Sunskate Arcade and Roller Rink in the uh, early to mid-90s. Well, see, the first place I played this was on my Turbo Graphics, and I loved it. Now, the TurboGrafx port, albeit uh, graphically pleasing, had no parallax scrolling, which this arcade does. Right. And that was definitely uh, a big jump in technology, and it didn't really become commonplace parallax scrolling until like the 16-bit era. Ha! Now, see, there's where I disagree slightly, 
because of Moon Patrol, you see. Yes, uh, what I'm saying is, on like a large scale, you didn't see a lot of Parallax Girl. Especially By no with, means it's Pac-Land, the first game to have it. Right, home. yeah. But you didn't see it at home. You needed these giant uh-huh. machines to do it. Yeah, yeah. When a Super Nintendo came out, they touted the fact that it had um, Mode 7, which uh, yeah. actually they could only Mode 7 the background. And when Bowser is uh, Mode 7 He's actually a background. They, oh, you know, really? They, yeah, they tricked you. True uh, facts. Yeah. Well, yeah. I went through a lot of the Pac-Land ports just to see which ones actually did Parallax. And shockingly, the first earliest one that I found was the Atari Lynx port of Pac-Land. Oh. Yeah, that actually go does Parallax. Okay. And the graphically... It looks like a Game Gear game, so it's really crunchy-looking sprites. Yeah. But you got the parallax happening, and the music is you know pretty close to the arcade original. Uh, some of the other ports that happened that didn't have parallax scrolling were the ZX Spectrum, which very <laughs> is that popular. really shocking? Very popular, yes. <laughs> is that sh- that didn't even have music? It had to go from screen to screen. You couldn't even scroll the screen. It had poor man uh, scrolling. Yeah, and so did the MSX computer and the Amstrad. Uh, Both could not scroll. And the C64 didn't have parallax scrolling, but it actually is a pretty good port visually. (laughs) And then the Atari Lynx, as I talked about, did. The Famicom, or NES, didn't. And actually, believe it or not, is only slightly better than the ZX Spectrum version. The graphics on it are Hilarious. Definitely (laughs) Google that. And then you had the Atari ST and the Amiga. Again, neither one with parallax scrolling, which I was surprised because I figured I could have swore back in the day I saw parallax scrolling on the Amiga happening, but Uh I I could be confused. Uh, But it wasn't there. Both decent ports, uh, but just not arcade perfect. TG-16. Nope. No parallax scrolling. And then the very popular Sharp X-3800. It does yeah. have parallax scrolling, and it's probably okay. the closest you could get to the, the actual arcade at the time. And then I, I look back onto the PlayStation with the Namco Museum. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, it does have parallax scrolling, but it also has four hours of loading time. <laughs> what about the Texas Instrument? Did that have it? Good question. I don't. I didn't the know. Ti. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I doubt it. I doubt it had anything Namco on that. So just to give an illustration of how uncommon it was in the home market, mm-hmm. uh, just wasn't there. Uh, sure. The other thing that I noticed about this game, which I, I don't know if we talked about last week with Pack and Pal, there's music throughout the game. Yes. Which, again, we take for granted today, but it was an achievement back then that not only do you have the parallax happening, but you actually have music themes going throughout the game. It's repetitive. I believe it's only two songs, both of which are jingles from the Hanna-Barbera cartoon we talked about from last week. <laughs> U.S. version and Japanese version. Wow. There's some graphical changes between the two. Obviously, the Western version in the arcade was made to look like the cartoon, and the Japanese one has more of the traditional long-nosed Pac-Man-eyed Pac-Man that we come to know. And all of the ports are based on that one. Let me uh, tell you that we're eight minutes in, and uh, what is this? Like, Pac-Man, I go around in a maze? It's a side-scrolling platformer, kind of. I guess I, I would call it a platformer by genre. It has sort of that 
those like temple run feels uh, the iPhone games that, you know, are so popular <laughs> or just completely flooded in the app store where your character is running, but you control Pac-Man. He's not like constantly running on his own. You actually control him left or right and you make jumps. And what you're doing is you're carrying a fairy underneath your feathered cap and you're bringing her back to the fairy dimension, mm-hmm. uh, which you have to run through three screens of Packland. When you'll see a cityscape and a desert and an ice level and a haunted mansion and some other, I guess, typical platforming tropes today. I don't know if they were so typical back then. I imagine so. Uh, this came out in 1984. Uh, but yeah, this is a huge change up, a big risk. From the other Pac-Man games, especially the one we talked about last week, where it was still set in that maze genre, this was the first breakout from that genre. It was a platformer, and I think maybe that's why it gets bagged on a little bit, is because of the risk it took. And the controls are loose. Very floaty controls. There's actually two controller schemes in the arcade. There's a four-button control, and then there is a joystick and two-button control. I believe, and this I'm just going off of memory, but I believe the U.S. version is the one that had four buttons, whereas the Japanese version actually had a joystick in the middle and then two buttons left to right to jump left or right. When you play this on MAME, you can swap between those control patterns, and I would definitely recommend the joystick version if you're playing with a gamepad because it controls a little bit better. You do have to hit the brakes a little bit because... The way the ghosts come in are sometimes set up pretty cheaply. They'll pop in from a corner just to hit you. And these ghosts, they look, even in the Japanese version, very similar to the Hanna-Barbera cartoon because they've had, they're all wearing hats for some reason. Yeah. They come in, they're driving uh, Model Ts in the city. They're floating Double-decker around. buses. Double-decker buses. They also have UFOs. Again, going back to my favorite type of aesthetic for a ufo it's the one that is the ufo with the three half globes on the bottom Mm -hmm. they also come in with airplanes and um pogo sticks and pogo sticks and then they also just float in and there's times where a humongous power pellet will appear and you can eat it and then gobble the ghosts up but (laughs) the game's timed so it's actually not worth Mm -hmm. going back and eating ghosts it's just you got to keep moving forward because there's pellets on the bottom of the screen and they're slowly deteriorating and if you don't get to a break point before those go away you actually lose a life there's a ghost that chase you to try to move you forward i forget what her name is it's the first time she's in a yeah there's a purple one Rachel again that, or Penny. yeah that pur- yeah. that purple one is from the cartoon i'm gonna call it purple nurple Okay, you call it purple nurple. What was interesting is when you get to the fairy godmother in the fairy dimension. Yeah. Again, I don't. Where did this mythology come from in Pac Man? The the Pac Pal. I don't remember ever seeing her again. I don't remember there ever being you know a fairy godmother or fairies that you had to rescue in Pac Man. But regardless, when you go and return the fairy to the fairy godmother, she gives you a pair of Air Jordans, and you can run back home. And it gives you this little floating ability, much akin to the uh, raccoon suit in Mario Brothers Three, where if you keep hitting jump, you'll actually float up. Well, you just answered yourself. I mean, who else is going to give you magic boots except a fairy? It's true. Yeah. It's true. How foolish of me. Yeah. Uh, also, Super Mario Brother 3 motifs, the uh, ghosts are throwing baby ghosts out <laughs> of planes at you, like the flying Goombas in Super Mario Brothers 3. There seems to be, in these early 80 games, something about throwing children <laughs> out of windows, planes, Pac-Man eats them and then shoots them at ghosts. 
<laughs> if you have the helmet on instead of the magic feather cap, then you get points for uh, the babies that land on your head. Right. And pretty much everything in here you could ride on top of their heads. Yes, if you they- jump on top of them, you can float around like uh, Super Mario Brothers 2. Mm-hmm. You can and, ride uh, under cars. You could ride on. Uh, there's fire hydrants that you uh, that have water coming out of them. You can jump on that and take a yep. ride on that. There's some parts towards the end where you have to get over the water traps, the big giant yeah. lakes that are in there, and, and the only way is uh, is to jump on a UFO dude's head and have him take you across. Right. Simplistic graphics, but I think they're very cool. And the patterns of the enemy, I think there's so many enemy patterns. That's what makes it not just a straightforward run game. You have to stop. You have to go back. You have to time their flight patterns so you can either go over them or under them. And uh, that's where the the ghost in back of you can really come into play to ruin your day. Right. I'm judging it with a 2013-2014 eye looking at this game mm-hmm. where I look at it and I'm like, oh, that looks like MS Paint. I got to imagine that back then, because it was so big and, I don't know, relatively detailed, those graphics were pretty good. But yes, the backgrounds are very drab. The enemy animations are okay. What I really dig is the anim- animation of Pac-Man running, because mm-hmm. it looks really good and fluid. Yeah. And the logs that break away... On the waterfalls, because of course there's logs you have to jump on. There's, there's log that, bridges, yeah, they go up and down, and then there's other ones that actually tumble away. Then that animation's really nice. So I'm on the fence about how I feel about the graphics because I don't know if I'm if I'm looking at it with a futuristic eye and judging it too harshly, or if I'm if it really wasn't that good back then. <laughs> it was good, I think. I think yeah. it was good. And let's face it, this is the first time that they brought the Pac-Man arcade system art to life. Now, you said about right. the cartoon. So, yeah, the cartoon probably prompted this. However, in a game, this was the first time we actually had Pac-Man as a man. And Miss Pac-Man was there, and Baby Pac, and uh, and his dog and kitty. Yeah, no Pac Jr. He's like Richie Cunningham's brother who just disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he died in Vietnam, too. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, I guess that would have been Korea, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? No one knows history. (laughs) And I also enjoy dying in this one because he gets the X's. Do you? Yeah, he gets the X's over his eyes and he's just lying flat on his back. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. I guess you should explain where the coffee comes from, too, because we brought it up at the top of the show, but... I know there's a certain point in the game that you thought Pac-Man drank coffee, so maybe you should describe what you thought you saw back then. Well, he's sitting on a lawn chair, I thought, (laughs) drinking coffee. Now, I went back and played, I played the entire arcade game. We didn't mention, like, there's a flashlight level uh, towards the the end. uh, I wanted to talk about that, the haunted uh, castle type deal. Later on, you go into this, I guess it's a castle or mansion or something, and you collect keys to open doors. And it's sort of like a it's like a puzzle trying to figure out what doors you're supposed to go through to collect which keys to open up to get through it. Which I Um, hate just that in general. I hate that element. Yeah, it definitely puts the brakes on the game and I guess was designed to gobble up quarters. Uh, And if I was paying quarters, it definitely would, because it's it's frustrating, to say the least. But um, you can't continue on this game. Well, I couldn't. I don't know if I had to continue or not. Yeah. I don't know. 
But yeah, you get you got to get keys to open doors to get through this one part. And, and as you progress through the game, that portion of the game then becomes, um, like you said, a flashlight level where your vision is obstructed and you can only see, you know, so many pixels ahead, ahead of you and then everything else is blacked out, which, again, was a big change up from mm. even the game itself. Like that was, it felt like it was a different game that was plugged into there or at least a different element that when I first stumbled upon it, I wasn't ready for. Yeah. This game is full of risks. One of the little pro player tips as well is some of the hydrants, the cacti, or the tree stumps, you can push. And when you push them, you release some point balloons. Oh, I didn't so even know. That. Yeah, you might want to try to just, up. instead of jumping over them, try to push uh, some of them. I and, will say this. Mm. Fuck springboards. Yeah, springboards I can't suck. time it for some reason. Well, you know, you got to keep the jump button pressed down as soon as you hit it. Because then you float. You float a little bit. You don't fly yes. like when you have the, the other boots, but the springboards stink. What you're talking about, there's there's these uh, springboards in front of these lakes, like I had mentioned, that you, some of the times you have to cross on a UFO head. And you try to jump on a springboard, and you have to be running. At, there's, there's double tap run. That's something we also didn't mention. When you double tap run, you could do super jumps. So you, do, you have to double tap run to hit the springboard and then try to launch yourself over the uh, lake. If you just try to jump, you won't make it. You have to just no. either keep the jump button pressed down or uh, or keep mashing on it like a, like a nut. Now, I remember break times being he's taking a nap somewhere <laughs> and, and, a, and a snot bubble's coming out of his nose. I like and, your version better. Yeah, and then there's one where he's like sitting at like a outdoor uh, picnic table or somebody's coffee. Now, All right. where the hell did I get that from? I don't know. I, I mean, like it. The only game, the only Pac-Man game for the TurboGrafx-16 was Pac-Land. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe I have a special Hue card. No, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I think I do. Maybe it just left that impression on mm. you. I think I had a fever when I played it. I will say it's really, at least I found it difficult to find a working ROM of this game. Hmm. And I actually ended up with the, it's an arcade PC engine version oh. that worked. Yeah, um, it's the Japanese style where, uh-huh. you know, he looks more traditional than the, uh, the uh, cartoon. I don't know where that ROM would have been used, if it was for the PC engine or if it was for some sort of arcade board found it very difficult to find a working ROM of this. You can Uh, find many working ROMs for the ports, but the arcade proper, the main proper, I I downloaded five different ROMs and Mm. only one worked. Mm. Well, I know for a fact that the cutscenes look like the end graphic. Not to spoil anything, but uh, one of the funny, unique things about the, the credit roll on this burps um is that two of the fairies that you help rescue for some reason and i'm sure it has some japanese uh, meaning behind the colors they're wearing but there's two fairies on each side of the ending scene and they're wearing baseball uniforms so i don't know if you know probably the colors of these baseball uniforms mean something uh, but it's just uh, that's just another one of these oddball things hmm yeah 
All right, so uh, Pack Land worth. Uh, I think it's worth a go. It's not the greatest action platformer, but I think it really brought a lot of elements that may have been the first time they were seen in a in a platformer. But I didn't take the time to check which ones they would have been. <laughs> right, I enjoyed it. Definitely not my favorite Pack Land uh, Pack Man game. It is mm-hmm. definitely my favorite Pack Land game. Pack uh, I do know that those. playing. Playing this in the early 90s actually lessened the blow of Pac-Man 2 for me. Because mm. I remember when Pac-Man 2 came up, uh, came out, rather, there was a big uh, hoopla about how different it was from Pac-Man, the maze game. And I remember telling my friends, this isn't that different from that game that's in the arcade that uh, we've played. And we were in agreement. And I actually think that it helped me enjoy that game a little bit more. Hmm. So, check it out. Pack and roll. What do you got to lose? Pack and draw. I think it's better than pack and draw. You, you think it's better than pack and draw? I, I do. You don't I do, like actually. You don't like drawing. Uh, I hate uh, drawing. But I mean, you, you don't like to draw like underbite Pac-Man. I think that's really funny. An overbite Pac-Man. Uh, and pack and roll. Remember that? Pack and roll. You rolled around at Pac-Man. These are all the uh, Nintendo uh, DS uh, titles. It's it's funny, back in like the, the the heyday of the arcades, because it was like the early stages of they didn't really know what the fuck they were doing, so they were kind of just throwing things out there. And That's what I always what, thought. Yeah, and seeing what stuck. But I wish they'd actually go back to that, because today when you look at Pac-Man and some of the games that have come out for that, or you look at some of the, the characters that came out a little after that, like your Marios or your Sonics, there's no risk being taken. And it, it's mm. a shame because um, that's when it's fun is when you keep it interesting, you keep it weird and you uh, you throw some shit on the wall and whatever sticks, sticks and what doesn't, doesn't, you know. <laughs> you don't think they took a chance with uh, with the move? <laughs> the move? Yeah. The PlayStation move. Oh, I think that was just trying to cash in on the uh, the wee wee craze. Yeah. Hey, how about that PS4 and the Xbox One and the Wii U all all doing very well? <laughs> <laughs> hey, all, all right, man. Uh, I'm going to do the pick of the buck. Kyle sends me in his dollars. He writes his name on it. I write my name on it. You should be doing this, too, at your work. And then you put in a hat and you pick it, and Kyle's going to do this talk over by shuffle. Yeah, while Wiggly rustles around those fake dollar bills, be sure to check out We Talk Games. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, give us some suggestions. You can post right there on the board. All you need to do is log in with one of many accounts you already have. You can also send suggestions to stinky at wetalkgames.com. And hey, man, go over to iTunes and give us a review. Either a four or five stars preferred. Yeah, yeah. Don't leave anything less than a five. What's Can't. the use? You What's can't the, do that to us. Don't do it. You want more shows? Give us some goddamn reviews. Yeah, I can't believe how many people it. are reviewing. It's it's wonderful. There's a lot of work that goes into Pac-Mons! Waka, 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 waka. By the way, I'm grabbing cash like Mighty Mouse, yo. Two-fisted, printing my own money. So don't give me that about fake. Okay, and now I put in the hat, and I pick up the buck. I win! I win oh, two bucks. Maybe we're we're having some type of pro player tip. No one knows. Magic suck will connect you. Magic suck. I'm Johnny Capcom, and this is me being nice for once. 
when playing Packland, try to find a decent way of emulating this. Not the website I used. Also, try not to be distracted by Pac-Man's sexy attire. Now, while playing the game, you need to realize that some fire hydrants, cacti, and stumps can be pushed to the left or right to reveal secrets, such as a helmet, invisibility, and warp zones, etc. Okay, nerd, if you can't beat that fucking game like that, well, you're just going to have to go back to the seminary and get raped. I, I'll, give it, I'll give a hint for my next episode. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, um, master. Really? Yeah. That's the hint? That's my hint. What are we playing next week? All right. Uh, uh, my hint is Pac-Man babies, they'll make your dreams come true. You just give away everything. All right, all right, all right. Let me try again. Let me try again. Uh, my well, hint is... Well, I ain't editing that out. You can try <laughs> again. I don't care. Why bother, then? That's my hint. Okay. And now T.T. Schmookins will give her We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Pickety Buck Arcade Game Audio Clue for next week. Hello, I am Titty Schmookins. Here is next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Pickety Buck Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, geeks. Okay, everybody, thanks for joining us for another episode of uh, Pick of the Buck. We talk games, Pick of the Buck. Don't forget, see you next month on another episode of We Talk Games, Pick see of the Buck. See you next week. Yeah, week. Okay.
coffee can't hold a candle to yours. Instant Folgers taste good as fresh perked. Try it.